Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Hardcore Listing with Stuart Roy Riffin and Christopher William Glasson. How are we all? It's Monday. All right. I'm feeling good. Mainly because I've actually started to eat properly. And I've stopped getting heartburn from the pretty much two kilogram bar of Toblerone I tried to eat over the Christmas period. Been exercising. Thinking of doing the keto diet. Feedback. Anyone done that before? Let me know. So, this week's guest, other than talking about my dietary habits, is Anto from the Alpha Project podcast. Anto, unbelievably, we had last week we had the lads from Dope Ramblings come from Wales. Anto did one better and flew in from Dublin just to record with us. And it was well worth it. The Alpha Project podcast, if you haven't listened to it, is a a Dublin-based podcast with Anto and his co-host Jamie, where they dress serious topics in sort of clown costumes before tackling them head-on. So it's pretty cool. So they'll they'll talk, I mean, this week's one was like flow states, analog tapes and blunt force trauma. So they... It's pretty cool how they mix up different subjects. And Anto was an absolute legend. Real nice bloke. The conversation just just flowed really well. And his top five is fucking awesome. It's, well, you know, you've seen it. Best second albums where the second release was better than the the debut. And oh boy, he's picked some cracking ones. Stu loves this, obviously, music, and myself, because Anto's music taste is very similar to our own, so it was really great, and so it was an absolute pleasure, and when we finished, we just sat there and um, had a few whiskeys and carried on chatting, and got loads of goss from his side of the water. So, Anto, again, thanks so much for coming on, I want to say thank you very much to 76, our producer for just his sterling work here and with our Patreon episodes. And also, of course, our lovely, lovely friend Brad Acton, who I haven't seen for a while, Brad. Come on, man, we need to get together. Also, shout-outs to our sponsors, Luke Bang Boom. I am Bang Boom. They are a media company that do a lot of video uh, work and editing with large companies across the UK. 
but they are about. So if you need some work doing um, that's media related, maybe you need them to come and film something for you and uh, edit a promo video, then they're the guys for you. And then shout out to Giles, as Stu calls him, from Love Beer, or Chaz. Mate, haven't seen you for a bit. Long overdue, we have to hang out very soon. So um, they're a Kent-based beer company, suppliers, and they started when we pretty much did, and their company is really smashing it now. So Charles, big shout out to you, mate. I'm saying it now, Charles, Charles. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Shout out to the Detraction Pieces Network, and we will catch you on the flip side. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Stuart Roy Riffin. Uh, CGT, Chrissy what? Gold Touch. That's what mate. we're going to go for tonight. Oh, cheers, mate. Chrissy what Gold Touch. What pants are you wearing today? Aren't you wearing any? No, uh, black. Hot. I'm actually wearing black pants. Oh, because of the funeral? Yeah. yeah. Did you really? No, I didn't wear black pants because I've been to a funeral today. <laughs> I mean, that was some wake, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've done a magic mic at the at the wake in my black boxes. <laughs> over over the coffee. <laughs> oh my god! My last dance dance for Nan. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Straight oh, in. I'm oh, sorry, mate. Um, yeah. So how have you been? Yeah, all right, man. I've actually got a headache, but you don't really care about that, do no. you? No. But yeah, no, really good. Thanks, mate. Nice weekend. Saw Aquaman. Um, on Saturday night. And Molly doesn't ever want to watch superhero movies, and I think it was basically Jason Momoa that she'd gone to spectate. Yeah. Um, jokes on her because I think he's really hot too. So uh, yeah. yeah, so there you go. It was all right. It was. It weren't too bad. How was your weekend, mate? What did I do at the weekend? What did I do? I, I, we got out and about. I'm trying to think what we done. Oh, um, we went to a party Saturday night, and then Sunday. What did we do Sunday? Oh, I went to Tony Rod's new restaurant. Oh, bollocks, I saw the photo. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, um, previous guest and previous guest on the live show, yep. um, Tony Rod, the, yep. the master chef guy with the twiddly moustache, um, has been working to, to get in his own restaurant open in Blackheath, and he's he's got it over the line, and it's been open. Copper and ink. Copper and ink. And it's in Blackheath, because Molly saw the... I think Molly saw your post or something like that, and we weren't actually a million miles away, mm. but I think we didn't see it for, for hours. But that's near where Molly is, so we, we're going to have to go and check that it's, shit out. It's amazing. Is it good? Yeah, it's really, really good food. We just went out there with the kids and had a really nice afternoon. Tony okay. was working, yeah. and as was his his missus, and they made a massive fuss of us, and we had lovely food. So, yeah, all good, mate. All well, good. I'll be frequenting there soon. So, it's a Monday evening, yes, um, and we should introduce our guest. Time to get our list on. So, um, from the Alpha Project podcast... You want to be pronounced as Anto, right? Mm. It's Anto. Mm-hmm. You all right? Kid Mila Shu struggles with pronouncing any guest's name, Anto. That's the mm. thing. Like, child, child, child. I, I'm saying that. So Charles, now you're saying it wrong, sponsor, dickhead. You call Gile, Giles, which is definitely. No, I call name. him Charlie. His name's Giles, <laughs> and I like to call him Charlie or Chaz, which he really don't oh, like. No, I think he secretly so likes Chaz, apparently. Does he? But, um, 
you got to stop calling him Chaz then. If, yeah. he, li- if he likes the nickname, it, it's redundant then. But it's made redundant. See, the thing with a nickname, <laughs> like, you're not in control of a nickname. No. Like, you get given a nickname, right? Sort mm. of. And yeah. I think if you get given a nickname, then that's a term of endearment, right? Then that yeah. means hmm. that, you know, you must be, you know, it's, it's a friend thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. You shouldn't. You shouldn't really make your own nicknames up. Although I do, and they they somehow I don't know how. Like Chrissy Goldtouch. Why does anyone call me Chrissy Goldtouch? <laughs> no one does. I, I do made, occasionally on an introduction. I made that up when I was playing Pro Evo about ten years ago <laughs> to annoy my friends when I was school, and somehow then they started calling me. I was like, Why are you calling me this? This is like, this is ridiculous. I've, so, I've told you about the guy that gave himself his own nickname when I was at college, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, he decided to call him he was like oh, yeah yeah right I'm, uh, they call me Psycho and it was like <laughs> for what reason really Darren I thought your name was like, Psycho but so this is 1989 around the time that in kind of like hip hop culture everybody was wearing belt buckles about the size of a I guess almost like the size of a fucking loaf of bread like gold ones yeah, yeah, yeah. with a name in yeah. He had one with Psycho on. Now, oh he, he, he didn't particularly wear the hip-hop attire, but he would generally just have a pair of kind of quite normal jeans and a jumper, but with a fuck-off belt saying Psycho, <laughs> because that was his new nickname, not that no one called him. Oh, that is disgusting. Yeah, if you're going to give yourself your own nickname, Psycho's rubbish, isn't it? It is rubbish, mm. and you're it's def- too cool. Yeah, it's too yeah, cool. You're rating yourself. Cool. You're rating you, yourself. If you get nicknamed Psycho, A, you will spend time in jail, but B, you probably <laughs> earned it. But yeah. you can't name yourself psycho. Yeah. He's not a psycho. I bet I he think, was a bit straight edge. I and think, I bet he tried to be a bit wacky every now and then, but it never really worked. I reckon fast forward to where we are now, and if someone with that mentality nowadays would probably just get it tattooed on their face. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't, well, unless you can still get them belt buckles. Right. <laughs> if so, I'm going to get you a CGT one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anto, have you actually come from Dublin for this? Yeah. That's fucking Dude. incredible. Mm. Welcome and thank you, man, for coming on. Thanks um, for having me. Mate, amazing. Wow, well, well, yesterday and bloody one further Dublin yeah. today. Mm. That's amazing. Thanks so much, dude, for coming down. So we've been to Dublin. We've done a podcast mm-hmm. in Dublin. Yep. We done. Um, we piggybacked on with Pip, didn't we? Yeah. And we've done the podcast festival out there. That's where you urinated on a pint glass on stage, that's wasn't that's it? That's <laughs> You fucking... Is. And so they always get exaggerated, these stories. I didn't... It weren't. I wasn't. In, it wasn't in a pint glass. Sorry, half glass. No, it was in a. It was in a. It was in one of Pip's Pepsi Max bottles, I believe. Oh right, yeah. Sorry, my so, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Much classier, Chris. Uh, was, well done. It was close enough under where I peed as well. <laughs> <laughs> Got some on the stage. Did I, I? don't suppose you. You, you ended up there, did you? Answer, I did. Yeah, oh, I was. was you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually my brother. He put me. He because obviously he he's my brother, so he knew mm. I was podcasting. Um. And we've always been fans of Scroobius Pip anyway, so it was actually my brother Niall who said, oh, there's this thing on, and c- come on, come so along with me. did you go me. to Pip's one? No, I was at the one, the hardcore listening one, yeah. See, oh, you was at the one upstairs yeah. in the little room? That's the that, one, yeah. Jesus Christ, it started at about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I was actually never in that place. It's a, like I say, labyrinth, but it, it's a, the reverse of a labyrinth. It's like a yeah. labyrinth from the ground up. That's right. Yeah. A weird venue, but it's kind of it was kind of cool. Yeah. Cool, cool little room we were in. Like yeah. yeah. It was good um, fun. Yeah. I can't remember a lot of it to be honest with you, but um, it was good. It was good. It was great, and it was great that like you guys got into it, and mm. that everyone stayed as well, which mm. was 
which was nice because I figured that we might lose a few people. But, yeah. Uh, no, everyone. I think people were just probably just happy to to drink. There was that yeah. and, and an element of, <laughs> I think, pity. Oh, people just it. stuck yeah, around yeah, just because they felt a bit yeah. sorry for us. Irish people need no excuse to stay out and drink wine. <laughs> just goes, of course. Very, very um, so before we get on with uh, your top five, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your podcast. Yep. Yeah, man. Tell us all about it. So, again, it's it's a strange one. Years ago, I used to work on a night shift in a supermarket, and to listen to music in an empty supermarket at night time is, is great, but you can't hear anything. So it was, it was kind of a middle ground where you could oh. listen to things like podcasts yeah. and radios and whatever. So I got into podcasts and the first podcast I ever listened to was Scroobius Pip on Joe Rogan. Right. Ah. So that, yeah, it's a, it's a kind Good of a weird, level. yeah, it's a kind of a weird full circle. Mm. Um, started listening to that and just be, fell in love with the whole, the concept of it. Yeah. Um, eventually then got to thinking, I could, I, I'm going to give this a go. Yeah. I love just talking bullshit for as long as possible. It's great. Yeah. How, how easy it is to, like, in this damage. Yeah. It's like punk rock podcasting, isn't it? Mm. You just do it. Um, and I had a background in music anyway, so I kind of knew what was involved in the setting up of it. So I had sure. this idea in the back of my head for, like, a long time. And, like, there was a couple of failed attempts at the start. And a trip to Wales um, with a friend of mine, put it kind of lined the stars like lo- the planets aligned for me in my head and I was like that's the dude I need to be doing this with Jamie who, yeah. who is the co-host of the show um, got on to him do you want to get into doing a podcast and he had already been thinking about it so he was delighted he's like yep sign me up let's get cracking at that point I had everything I, I actually had everything ready to go like I had the name I had I didn't have a logo but like everything else was ready to go um, so he was on. He came on board. We got recording in this, like an empty, um, like an empty building that a like aircom. So like a BT, the Irish version of BT used to inhabit, but they they left. They moved out like during the recession. This mad little room in there started recording in there, and just kept going. And here we are today. Still uh, started that at the end of twenty sixteen. And still going, to, mate. Still you're going good, good innings, man. Mm. You you done like well, you're on one six six. Yeah, to SoundCloud. Yeah, that's okay, um good, good work. Yeah, that's the that's the key. That once you start doing something, um, you just do it until the end. Do just don't stop. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. like no matter what it is, um, start get, be prepared. Have your ducks in a row and just fucking hit the ground running. Yeah, do you mate, find running. it hard to stay consistent and release every week or? Um. The hardest, Sierra's Air podcast is a bit more free flowing where it's mainly just conversations, stories from whatever we've been up through yeah. through the week. So sometimes, like I'll hold my hand up and say, I've, I've done nothing this week. Yeah. You kind of have to find material yeah. out, of, out of nothing. Yeah. That would be the biggest challenge for us. Um, but we always make it work. And yeah. Jamie, the guy I do, it's very different to me. So we bounce off each other really, really well. Mm. So I feel like when there's a day where I like I feel like I'm going to shit the bed, he yeah. steps up and he yeah. just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And then obviously I would say, if you were to ask him, vice yeah. versa, he would say the days he feels sluggish, yeah. I have some mad mm. fucking story about yeah. like, walking it's, into it's a tree or something. It's definitely great having a co-host like that. And I mm. think that we've we've discovered that as well, yeah. haven't we? Like how our sort of like chat style progresses and you know it, you know your brain your brain does sometimes go draw sort of few blanks doesn't it and then there's always one of us who can sort of like i can always fall back on your stupidity you can really <laughs> go back on that can't you yeah and i can just make fun of your dress sense or whatever you are regressing man now you're in vans but what is it how old are you i can wear vans you can't mate. 
<laughs> no, I'm you've gone jealous, full mate. lumberjack sheep tonight. <laughs> lumberjack, and as you've called me on the live video just a minute ago, banana head. Well, no, you're, because it looks like your chin goes to the end of your beard at the moment. It does, it's weird. Yeah. It's a bit long, isn't it? You look it? like Punch yeah, yeah. from Punch and Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a nickname, but that should stick because I didn't fucking... Punch will be a good one. <laughs> and it's kind of cool, but you didn't name it yourself. No, so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is like there psycho. I didn't self mm, yeah. But as long as it's not an instruction to any of our listeners. <laughs> it's a green light. Just fucking lamp him at the next live show. Um, uh, right, Anto, what's your top five, man? So, I am... I actually had five top fives, but I've not okay, really, so I, I've narrowed it down to one. Okay. Um, the top five is going to be top five second albums that were better than the first album. Great. It is great. Um, I'm going to warn the listeners now, your selection is very good as well. Um, Do you want to yeah. mention a couple of yeah, ones no, that you considered? It. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, um, for other top fives? Yeah, there was actually a lot of albums. Um, no, not. Other, other top five ideas. ideas yeah. that, that, no, no, no. Um, like other topics you were going to do a top five Excuse on. Excuse me. Yep. So the, the, I had top five obscure Simpsons characters ranked <laughs> off the strength of their names. Nice. Um, I had top <laughs> That's five. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was a good, that was the one that nearly got it. If it wasn't the one we ended up doing yeah. today, it probably would have been the Simpsons characters one. Nice. Um, I had top five Wu-Tang conglomerate albums so like wow. Wu-Tang albums and solo artist yeah, albums nice. as well a bit of a cop out because like just a list of random albums but um, all under nice. the Wu-Tang la- have you heard that Logic one that one Logic release recently with all the Wu-Tang on that record I've, that's, that's I've heard about it I actually haven't it's heard decent, this man. song yeah. no it's really it's really good really mm. is yeah it's, it's definitely Wu-Tang production yeah it sounds a bit like 36 Chambers but it's got it doesn't sound like it was recorded underwater mm. and um, <laughs> yeah and it's got, the, it's got most of the crew on there as well so it's yeah. worth a listen mate yeah worth I'm, um, I'm real old school I still go out and buy CDs I love that tangible yeah. kind yeah. of have it in your hand you flick through the book and look yeah. at all the production credits and stuff nothing like a book is there mm. you know Absolutely. nothing it's like booklets. a book you've made shoes day look his little smile he's like yeah I agree <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for your, well, should we go to number five for your first one? That's list? conventionally how we do it. It is, isn't, isn't it? it? Let's let's not break through tradition. Yep. Dive in. So, um, are we? Do we? Will I list the five of them off, oh, or will we go one? So, each? are one they are they in order from like number one being your favourite? Mm, um, number one, I think, being the most successful. Okay. I would say well, that's okay. not necessarily my favourite but in who I think ended up being the most sure. successful of sure. the albums okay. well let's go we, let's start with five then and work our way down yep okay so um, number five for me was actually I said this t- uh, to Chris today it was a bit of a curveball because probably a lot of people forget that this was a second album they think mm. it's the first album never mind by Nirvana yeah Pfft, like, it's difficult to challenge that yeah it, really I, I, when people, I think if people don't think Nevermind's a great record, I think they're just they are really trying to. They've either not listened to it or they're just trying to be too cool for school for that. Because yeah. that record, me Pips mentioned before, he wanted to do like perfect records and stuff like that, and Nevermind isn't far from that for me. Like agree, isn't, yeah. it's just it's just constant bangers. Mm. Yeah. It's, ama- it's amazing. I think, I think aside from something in the way. Yeah. Mm. You can play any track. Well, you certainly could, because obviously I was DJing when that album yeah, dropped yeah. Mm. in, in oh, alternative mate, clubs. So like you could play 
anything off yeah, that album yeah, yeah. and the crowd will go fucking nuts. nuts. Yeah. You didn't just have to play <laughs> Team Spirit Lithium. You could no, play Breed. Stay Away. You could play yeah. Breed. You could play Territorial Lithium. Pissings. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, and, and it would just fucking drain you. Yeah. Like, it would just go off. Shit. Like, yeah. And there's a little bit in drain you. I don't know if, 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 if you're aware, but in the middle eight where it yeah. breaks down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes, then before it goes, and kicks back in again, as it builds, all of a sudden you hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that? What is that? It's a spray. What was he spraying? It's other polish or something like that, but it's Mm. Kurt spraying. And you hear it going, before it drops. Oh, fucking I'm going to have to, literally, that's how good that record is. I have to listen Mm. to it again. I don't know. I I don't know. That, That, for me, really... In terms of a record, I was very much hip hop and um, dance music at that mm. point, and I think really never mind. I because I, actually it'd been out a year or two, and I, I wasn't I dialed in when everyone was going crazy for Nirvana. It wasn't it probably about a year later, and mm. I listened to it, and then that was it. My sort of rock. Mm. And we're discussing this on Dave Grohl's fiftieth birthday oh, today. Shit, it's yeah. Today. Mm. yeah, happy birthday, Mr. Dave Grohl. Yeah, Absolutely, man. he done all right, didn't he? <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> they did mention on Six Music today what his net worth is, and it was—I can't remember what the figure was—but now when you think, Jesus Christ, mm. I He's made a pretty penny. Oh, but never that mind Nirvana money just I've keeps rolling yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine, mm. like oh. unbelievable. So you must have been very young, yeah. Right, when oh, Nevermind came out, my—I am—I'm um, into all music, but my—I. Biggest one is hip hop. So when yeah. I was like, I I was born in nineteen ninety, so like ninety five when I, I way too young. Um, I only got into Nirvana kind of when, <coughs> excuse me, when I was in college. Um, yeah. and in, yeah, Nirvana, you know, everyone knows Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to be living under a rock or something yeah. to not know who they are. But the album itself, it's one of those albums where some something in the way is probably the only one I would skip. Yeah, and it happens to be the last song. Only, yeah. and, and, and that you purely know? because of the like, should we say, it's the pace of the rest of the record as mm. well, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it's I, I like it. Yeah, but, I like um, it. I just wouldn't have played it in. It's the only one you sure. can't play in a club exactly. and have people going batshit. Incendiary, an yeah. incendiary mm. album, if ever there was one. Mm. And when that come out, like as soon as because, uh, as, as I mentioned a minute ago, I was, I was DJing at this point, and and you know that whole grunge movement was saying that, you know, on a DJ club me and my mates level I was we was all in the thick of it do you know yeah. what I mean we loved that scene it was so exciting and you always had the people just going yeah yeah no I always loved Bleach and now you think <laughs> fuck off, off. no you didn't Bleach is an amazing album yeah. you'd never listen to that until yeah. Nevermind come out blew yeah. them up and like, and they were the ones that had always said no I was really big on the sub pop back catalogue and it was like no you mm. got into the sub pop yeah. back catalogue after Nevermind blew and up and mm. you know what it's fucking all right, mate. Yeah. It's all right to it do that. Matter. No, it yeah. is. It's really all However right to do However you discover it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, it, it is a, a great record. And then the following one. So I got into them. We're, well, no, yeah. I got in your A mate bought me that. And I liked it. Mm. Then I listened. Then never mind, really. I liked it, but I sort of parked it and didn't really get into rock. Mm. Then I got into never mind. Yeah. And then I went back and in your mm. then was all of a sudden better. Like, yeah. not better than never mind, but it was just, I didn't rate. I rated mm. it much higher than my first listen. Yeah. Because that's a fucking great record, and that's fucking got mm. that's had really good. I don't know. If, has that got higher critical acclaim than even Nevermind? I, I think know. his songwriting is probably better yeah. in, in Utero. And mm. there's 
they brought out after he died like a like a kind of greatest hits with a yeah. few bonus uh, songs in it that were really good as well. Mm. Um, I can't think of the names of them now off the top of my head, but I think his songwriting was actually getting mm. better as he was going on, but you just yeah. happened to yeah. kill himself. I mean, yeah. 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 All apologies, do you know what I mean? What, a, mm. what an amazing song. Penny Royal T. Mm. Uh, you know, he's yeah. a, a great records. And like, yeah. and you know, rape me. What a oh, fucking yeah, great record that heart is. Heart shaped box. Yeah. Like, heart shaped Even like, yeah, heart shaped box. I really like Dumb. I like the lyrics yeah. to mm. Dumb. I think it's, I think it's. I really have a video um, of of me doing a band thing at Raquel's nightclub in yeah. Basildon, yeah. and as it finishes, me best mate, uh, he's DJing. And then like our band walks off and he goes, oh, right, by the way, guys, this is a new single from Nirvana and plays Heart Shaped Box. And now when you just think, <sighs> God, that was the new mm. single from Nirvana. Yeah. And like, and I remember like, it didn't go down that well when yeah. we played it because it's mm. quite a strange paced record, Heart Shaped mm, Box. Yeah. Until, but then again, I guess Lithium and Come As You Are are quite slow kind records. Of, but I until, think Nero was different. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't have the what, what, incendiary it, it didn't have as vibes, mm, did it? It didn't have them instant pop no. hooks that, no, no, no. that Nevermind's got. Nevermind's yeah. a brilliant pop album. Mm. Yeah. Uh, solid choice, yeah, man. Dude, solid choice. Yeah. Safe bet. I, I, in my head, I'm saying safe bet. Yeah. Safe bet, but a bit of a curveball because I think Definitely. people forget It's just too... Yeah, yeah, it is. I think people sleep on it mm. because it was so big, but it is it's amazing. It really mm. is. And, and before we go on to the next one, let's, let's talk about like Dave Grohl being 50 today mm. and it's weird when, because everybody just knows the Foo Fighters in their own right now yeah. and the Foo Fighters mm. is an amazing man he's one of mm. the you know for every rock cliche mm. good or bad he's amazing at it isn't he like yeah. the Foo Fighters live is just it's not the coolest thing on the planet it's a balls out rock and roll show and mm. no one does it as good as him can you be once you get to that age and you've been established for that long, how edgy cool can you be anyway? Like, he's, mm. he's saturated market so much. And he's, it's not, like, I'm not looking, for, I'm not expecting that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't listen to the Foos anymore. Like, I don't. I don't, I, their music don't really interest me anymore. Mm. But to see them live, 100% I'd watch them. And you know, they are just going to... Mm. For me now, I don't know what your thoughts are, but they're a singles band for me now. Like, I just love all the singles. Mm. I think all the singles are just like, yeah, that's a good solid... Yeah. Rock yeah. club classic. Um, you, I, I think it, I think what Dave Grohl probably does best is adapt with the times. Um, mm. I went to see them in Slane, which is like the, it's one of the bigger festivals in Ireland a couple of years back, and they were just incredible. They played all of their old songs, most of the like, I, I can't really. They didn't. They just played most of the most well known hits, a lot mm. of their singles, and the energy from them alone was incredible. Yeah. He he was at a po- he's now at a point where I think he realizes what age he is and and uses it to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Do you know like he'd sit on a still playing the 12 string acoustic and he's playing like wheels and he's talking kind of in between the set and it's it's good but he you wouldn't see you wouldn't see him do that like when when the one by one was out so yeah. do you know what I mean so I think he's just adapted really well. Um can you main can you maintain being a stadium band and wanting to take five and sit on a stool and things like that. Mm. 
I guess, I don't know, Guns N' Roses is still filling stadiums. Yeah. I suppose Ed Sheeran fills Ed stadiums, Sheeran doesn't he? He's yeah, just standing there with an acoustic guitar. Well, yeah. Paul McCartney still Sheeran. probably fills yeah, stadiums wherever he is yeah. in the world now. You want to see Dave Grohl running down the fucking middle of the crowd, though, mm. with a guitar, don't you? Screaming fucking Everlong. Yeah, he did that again. He did that in Slane as well. He just ran like back and forth, side to side on the stage, just playing his guitar and sliding on his knees, mad shit. It's crazy, man. Like, he was in Nirvana. He's an insanely good drummer. He's an insanely good drummer. Yeah. Like, and the stuff that he did with Queens, I thought was fucking wicked. Mm. Crooked, them crooked vultures. Excellent. He's not, yeah. Mm. I'll tell really you what I'm going to do as well. I'm just going to, like, in all my videos, I'm just going to dress up and fuck around with Jack Black. And do, do you think the, the fucking <laughs> devil. Cool yeah. shit can you do? <laughs> no, like, he's, he's, yeah. What a laugh, man. What a career. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a dude. Earned his keep, I believe, would oh, probably be the best yeah, way of describing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, so four is a hip hop album, the only yeah. hip hop album on the list. Um, yeah. The Marshall Matters LP. It's a great shout, man. And uh, do you know what? Weirdly, I hadn't listened to this for a w- I, 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 when you say that, I can't stop because I, I was thinking I was about 18 when it came out, 17, 18, mm. and I was always just driving around in my mate's car and mm. we just listen to that and just smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and I loved it, it was just such yeah. an insane record. And I only re put it back on. Two weeks ago. Mm. It's fun. it's really good. Yeah. It's like, have you listened to it recently, Anton? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it wouldn't like it would get. It, I mean, it, it, he was he's always been called like shock rap, in he basically and stuff mm. like that. I mean, he, now it would be even more like my favourite track off that record is Criminal, which is the last tune. Yeah, mm. I think it's the last tune. I think it's I don't know. the second last. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, oh my god, it is like if you <laughs> it's so offensive. <laughs> I was listening it to the other day mm. in work, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna. It was in my earphones and I still felt like turning it down. Yeah. Because, uh, things Some in ways have moved on, really. In yeah. What, even what we find acceptable mm. in saying something mm. shocking. But yeah. Lyrically, though, almost unmatchable. I think yeah. from like you take the best rappers who you would say um, lyrical skill alone, mm-hmm. you could name any list, like, and I would say Marshall Matters LP is probably better than what you're going to come to me and argue. Mm-hmm. Like, you could say like off the top of my head say early Busta Rhymes or like mm-hmm. Stankonia Andre 3000 yeah. I still think Eminem is better than that lyrically yeah. um, and it was a big jump like listening to the Slim Shady LP yeah. it is what, a bit odd so Marshall Mavis what's j- just tell me the tracks that are on that okay so because I only oh. again I only really knew the singles of Eminem yeah. so yeah. is that the way I am on that yeah. album yeah, yeah, yeah. right so it um, got a bit harder, didn't it, on yeah. that album? Yeah. The energy that kind was of changed. Lose one. Yourself on that album? No, no Lose uh, Yourself is the 8 Mile yeah. OST. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you have... Okay, so you've got The Real Slim Shady, which everyone knows. Mm-hmm. You've got The Way I Am, which was another single. Criminal. Um, one that I really like is Bitch Please 2, um, which was on one of Exhibit's earlier albums. The, mm. the first Bitch Please was on... And this, they got the second one. I got Snoop Dogg, Exhibit, Eminem, and Stan. Mm. Oh Dido. right. Oh, and okay. uh, another one I liked like was Remember Me. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? He's got sticky fingers on it. Mm. I just had to look at that. Sticky fingers. Yeah. Who's from Onyx? So I, I fucking yeah. heard it out there. Yeah. I think he'd got into his rhythm there, and mm. I think yeah, that was it. But what was the one after that? Was it Eminem show after that? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was alright, but it weren't. That that second record, like those first mm. two records, yeah, I, I, yeah, 
He was a big legendary fan of them, wasn't he? he? Was, yeah. By the time the Eminem show came out, I think mm. there wasn't uh, a radio chart in the world that mm. didn't have Eminem's name on it, I don't think. What was your introduction to him? The Eminem show was actually my first album that I ever got on oh, CD. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, what, your first ever? Rap, yeah, rap first, album. first ever album. Mm. Um, wow. I had my first ever CD was do you remember Eiffel 65 oh don't the blue. single of blue was my, my first ever CD um, yeah wild yeah, <laughs> wild yeah, childhood yeah, yeah. and I think I had a couple of um, you probably won't notice unless you're Irish Dustin the turkey um, he was like this puppet on this TV show on RTE which would be like the, the yeah, Irish yeah. BBC yeah, yeah. Um, and he did like parody songs he had these two right. so I don't really count them. Yeah, of course. But like the first album album was the Eminem show. You're more conscious, yeah. You're more con- like ones you sort of think about and that. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that was my introduction into music was the Eminem show, but I didn't listen to the Marshall Matters LP until a few years later. Yeah. Um. And I, I actually listened to the Slim Shady. So I went back listened to the Slim Shady LP first, yeah. then the Marshall Matters LP. Um. I just think he's way better. I just think his rap, his actual raps are just far better. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I, by the Eminem show, I think he's slightly, somewhat started to come unstuck because I think like it, like it happens for people when you get that big and you've got that much attention on you. Mm. I don't think many human beings can keep it together. I no. really, I really don't. And I think he did start to unravel around that point, and then drugs well more drugs and um and then obviously his best buddy got shot didn't he proof, proof. yeah gets to, yeah what happened to proof shoes yeah. you know what happened there so he basically he's like you've seen eight mile yeah. and you know like so i think mecky pfeiffer plays mm. his homie who sort of like sets up the rap battles and all that mm. but that's proof who's in d12 and they were well established at this point you know they'd be they've been successful in their own right um, but uh, he then got into an altercation. Pro- I think it was along on Mile, not far from there, in a, po- mm. in a pool hall, playing pool. Ends up getting shot over it, and mm. that was it. Terrible. Game over. Yeah, man. T- yeah, tore wow. Eminem to pieces and put him in a right old funny yeah. place as well. Have you heard Kamikaze? Yes. Um, yeah. I like it, and I think I'll always be a little bit biased towards Eminem. Yeah. But I, uh, he's he has better. <laughs> to, to try and be kind of political yeah. about it, he he definitely has better. Yeah. Um, I, I heard it. I've only heard it once, and I really liked it. I mean, mm. I need to le- listen to it more than once. But I was Is surprised. This the recent album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Mm. Did you go yeah. to the recent tour? No, um, I actually haven't been to a gig in a long while. I'm going to see the Foo Fighters this year, which I'm very excited nice. about. And Jizza from the Wu Tang Clan, funnily enough, is playing Dublin in April. No, so. I'm going to try and get to fucking as many gigs as I can this mm. year to kind of make up for lost time. Yeah. So they're, they're the first two that I have officially ticked yeah. off. Nice. So yeah, excited about that. Solid. Mm. Solid. You got uh, any favourite Eminem songs? Um, like lose Yourself. I, I, yeah, I really like song. that. Yeah. Um, still gets played in my club every Friday night. Um, sits well with a lot of the kind of new metal stuff that was happening then and yeah. the sort of Limp Bizkit stuff. It, yeah. It's quite a a heavy sounding record, isn't it? And it's mm. it's spat with a bit of venom and yeah, right. it is. It's quite an aspirational one that for Eminem as well, isn't it? It's a bit like c- trying to help everyone to you know come on, get up, put your best yeah. foot forward, and mm. go for it. Really, so I think that was quite quite a good message. Everyone I know that went to see Eminem uh, in this recent tour said shit hot. 
Really? Mm. It was so good. I mean, Profits of Rage was one of the supporters. Oh, wow. On all the shows. Oh, and like, I mean, that's great. That's not a bad support, is it? No, absolutely not. Like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was one of my mates at work. And she's not necessarily a muso, but she was like, I was like, what's Profits of Rage? And she mm. was like, who are they? And I was like, well, it's kind of all the best ones <laughs> like, in a band. <laughs> and... Uh, and I sort of said, Rage Against Machine, I don't really know that. And I was like, so i on a public enemy. And then when she came back, she was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I heard like literally every song they played, I knew. And I was mm. like, well, you will, because they're shit hot. It's oh, like, exciting. I'd love yeah. to see those guys. But I haven't uh, heard any of Prophet Rage up until as of today. I still haven't listened to them. Yeah. But I know, I, again, I'm they're on my radar. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I haven't listened to them. Well, I went to a Cypress. Cy- 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 you were talking about first albums. Mm. Cypress Hill was my, probably my first rap album I bought, Black Sunday. Oh. And I listened to that in and out, then went back to listen to their first record. Mm. was obsessed with them. Yeah. Just up until about after their fourth record, I sort of dialed out. But then I went to a gig about five years ago, and I, I hadn't listened or to their first record for over ten years. Mm. And I was in a suit, because I was working in a city, and there were some lads sat next to me, just young kids, just smoking weed. And these songs came on, and I don't know that I'd remember the words. I really mm. didn't. And I was just rapping my head off. Oh, like <laughs> some really uncle dad. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Suck, <laughs> <laughs> kids. Yeah, how's it going, man? Fuck off, Brendan. There's these, these lads smoking weed next to me in this ill fit. I was wearing this ill fitting grey suit, just rapping my fucking face off. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Having a midlife crisis early. Oh, brilliant. But, yeah, it was great. It's amazing. You know, you, you sort of remember the lyrics and that, and uh, mm. yeah, Cypress Hill were my sort of like my foray into hip hop, yeah, and uh, yeah, very grateful for it. Number three, number yep. three. So, number three is the one on my list that I'm most at odds with, really. Yeah, I'm I had a look at the track lists today to confirm, I'm not sure, but I'll go ahead with it anyway. Led Zeppelin 2, okay, um. Yeah, when I when I added it onto this, I was like, oh yeah, big jump, Moby Dick, ramble on, whole lot of love, um, bring it on home, lemon song, overall good album. Yeah. Um, but then I went back and had a look at the track list to one just to make sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, it's closer than I think. I don't, it's not yeah. a massive jump. Um, I think the reason it probably sticks out in my head as being a better album is off the back of Moby Dick. Because it's just the wildest fucking thing in the world, like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, that's kind of, yeah. I knew I'd struggle with this one because it's like I'd say four, but that's not four isn't part yeah. of the category. It's not the second it's album. So, Rambolon's one of the greatest Led Zeppelin records. Yeah. Um, I was only listening to it yesterday. I came on iTunes on my computer, just brought it on completely ram- randomly rambly <laughs> randomly um, great song it's an amazing song mm. and I don't like Led Zeppelin no you're do you not, not no you're not a huge fan wow you, neither of you no I am um, oh, okay. I got into it so how did you get into them what was your first record funnily enough I got into Led Zeppelin through them Crooked Vultures right yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. so there was this big phase in college um, started off kind of I was always a Foo Fighters fan mm. started with started with Nirvana um, and I was looking at other kind of Dave Grohl groups and then sure. them Crooked Vultures came up, John Paul Jones was yeah. a link and then I started looking into Led Zeppelin yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and they just from there just kind of I was like fuck these lads are serious business yeah. and they were kind of the first um the first dive for me into that kind of 60s era rock blow your socks off type yeah. of music um just really impressed me the drums the the just the power in the drums alone like um Some serious drumming it, yeah yeah like a like John Bonham's fucking drumming from his elbows, like he's probably mm. nearly putting the sticks through the fucking skins, like, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a, that was the I think probably the the impact of them actually listening to them resonated more than most of the songs. My, have, that say. was my foray, really. Mm. I mean, I'd listen, I'd watch movies like Dazed and Confused and stuff like that, which dipped in it, and I really enjoyed that movie. It's, it's one of my favourites, which has got a lot of that music on there. But I never sort of really then decided to make a personal choice to listen to it mm. until one day I had to decorate my room and my mate had lent me Led Zeppelin 4 and I'd heard a few Led Zeppelin tunes and then mm. I listened to 4 and I was like fuck me and it's exciting when you discover bands that are quite old mm. but their music is that powerful and you're like oh there's so many of these little mm. treasures out there and Led Zeppelin <clears> I felt like I'd like won the jackpot when I found 4 and yeah. then went back and listened to the rest of their stuff mm. Yeah, no, um, it's, a, it's a good shout. This, um, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's a tough one between yeah. that as a sequel, but I think it's still a good shout, definitely. Mm. I just, I just, I don't know what it is with Led Zeppelin. Mm. It's literally the amount of times we've spoke about it and the amount of times like all of my mates that love all the music that we've grown up listening to and love and on paper, I should be a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah. But I don't particularly like his voice. Wow, all right. And and yeah, I'm not a big fan of solos and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and yeah, I don't know. But then every time a Led Zeppelin record comes on the radio, I turn it up and I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like Cashmere. Like, mm. Serious fucking record, yeah, isn't it? it? Is, like, yeah. I think that's on physical graffiti though. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah. But you can't the thing is, Stu, if you if it's something in someone's tone. Mm. it's tough to shake that off yeah. it's even like a tone in comedy like this like, I, I should like Family Guy mm. like because mm. but I, I don't I yeah. really I can't can't get into it yeah. and it's because I don't like their how they do the impressions although mm. the comedy itself I think the setups I would find funny mm. can't get over, I can't get over like the accents and that yeah mm. so yeah love South Park but that's a yeah it's a tough one man but for me I think that yeah, I'd st- although it's not a sequel, I think four is my favourite. Mm. But again, it's the importance of the second record. Like yeah. that was a solid second. Like the third went a bit was felt a bit more of a it, dud. Very odd, yeah, yeah, really odd album. But the second, I think, cemented them. And yeah. I think that if the third had came second, then that might have affected things. You know, but yeah. it, you know. So I mean, it's really important that they release that and nail it, and it be- then become the legends they have. And have you ever watched any documentaries on Le- Led Zeppelin? Um, I've read a few books on yeah. kind of the shit they used to get oh, up to wow. and like yeah, yeah. Mark it, what I remember of the book that I'm thinking of is it was more kind of Peter Grant yeah. and how much of a fucking lunatic he was mm. yeah. um, and there's a couple of stories of like John Bonham being a bit of a bit of a wild card bit of a kind of bit of a loose cannon um, but yeah like they're really interesting I think yeah. most music back then to me was mm. you know um, yeah but whilst we talk second albums I think it's important to to maybe significant of a limp biscuit, yeah. <laughs> Not to talk about limp biscuit um, ever, but, um, ever, in, ever again. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. see, when Zeppelin put this out, yeah, 
the industry was far, far different. And even mm, yeah. to a degree yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when Nevermind come out. So, you know, in the 60s, bands were experimenting and labels were backing them and mm. had put in their records out. And if it didn't sell bucket loads, you'd still get your third album out. And, and mm. in this day and age, if your first album don't sell bucket loads, you don't get a second album. Yeah. And so... I do think that maybe that level of creativity is stifled somewhat, that you can't make the records that you want to make because in this day and age, unfortunately, you are almost streamlined into a mindset of, we've got to write some hits. You can't and, make and, a mistake. And like, and you, you, a it's, a, it's, mistake. it's as simple as that. Yeah. You can't make a commercial mistake. Yeah. Whereas in the 60s and 70s, you know, and probably 80s as well, like you, you could experiment a bit and... And if you signed to the right label, they'd, they'd stick with you and nurture you. Mm. And, you know, you, you look at bands like oh, Floyd and, and things mm. like that. And, you know, did they put their greatest albums out like five, six, seven, eight years into their career? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Like, but, you know, the bands, the, the, the labels would nurture that. Yeah. And, and that, that's something that is definitely not in existence anymore no. with, with most major labels yeah, anyway. There's the example I always <clears throat> use in my head, and I'm probably a bit unfair on him. Um, a, a producer, DJ Khaled, has right. built a whole career off just making singles yeah. for other artists, yeah. and his albums are just compilations for yeah. other artists. He's a big fat guy. Yeah, he has right. a beard. Yeah, kind of just yeah. That's him. You've just yeah. described him like. <laughs> I think it's. So, do you know? Yeah. I don't know who he is, but my yeah. kids watch a film called Pitch Perfect, and he's okay. in that. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Um, but he's like to. I'm probably being a bit unfair on him because if you want a hit and you want loads of airplay on a single, definitely he's your man. Mm-hmm. But I think that comes into that touch being that touch being lost in where you don't get like five albums and then there's a couple of experimental ones like Led Zeppelin trees in the middle of that and mm-hmm. it, it's produced not like I say it's producers like him as if he's like the devil or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck but he's just in my head the kind of the figurehead for what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, the way Simon Cowell was a few years back when the mm. world went fucking X Factor, man. Mm. It was like Simon Cowell is just, again, looking for the quick fix, looking for the Christmas number one. Yeah. Um, and I think the world's starting to see through that now, which is good. <laughs> which is yeah. great, yeah. And yeah. hopefully it kind of goes back. Um, it goes back now and people are starting... A, another good example is Macklemore, who never mm. signed to a major label. Like, everyone knows his story. Yeah. Um, and he's Sorry, just, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's. I'm all ears. I yeah. Know. So he's completely independent. Um, Him and Ryan Lewis in it. Yeah. Producer. Dude. So his most recent one, he actually, they didn't, they didn't break up or whatever, but he he used other producers just other than Ryan Lewis. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's his best album, Gemini. It's called. But he's now he's doing that. He's focused on albums. He's all about putting out a body of work. Um. Which has to be, he's the kind of antithesis then of the DJ Khaled archetype where it's mm. just single, 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 mm. single, single. Justin Bieber on your fucking record or mm. Cardi B or whoever the, whoever the new hot name is mm. for singles and features. Um, Wait, so, oh, sorry, just to jump in there as well. No, go on, finish what you're saying, sorry, cause it's I, I was, Yeah, that was kind of... So you're, like, it's you're the, saying he's still... Sorry, dude, he's still yeah. trying to... Um, Macklemore's still trying to create... Of an album as a body of work to be listened to as yeah. an album. Well, they yeah. went. They they never went with anyone, did they? They kept <gasps> it, uh, independent. Hello. So they didn't sign with anyone major, basically, which was te- quite. I think they felt it was a bit of a yeah, bit of a big jump because I think mm, yeah. he was he was getting attention 
and they thought yeah. no, we're just gonna we're just gonna do it our own yeah. our mm. own way. But um, what you were saying there about this whole single thing and making that happen, and it's about PR now, and it's about yeah. how you can promote, especially in mm. hip hop. Yeah. yeah, it's about how hard you control. Like you look at like I mean the the, the craziest example of that is do you know much about Takashi six six nine? Oh, it's fucking mental. <laughs> the man. less you know, the better, I think. Yeah, but but it's like. As a rap star, I've heard some of his tracks, right? And like, did you say rap star or rap star? Rap star. Oh, but right. we can say rap star. Rap star. So, so rap annoy star. people, I'm yeah. sure. So as a rap you star, you shut that door before you tell yeah. your story and kick my dog out because he's uh, he's just coming left the door open. Come here, come here. I love you, but have you ever seen out there before? Look out there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cheers, mate. And some of them are like, oh, it's tough because I like say when you were talking about lyricists and that sort of mm. my probably my favourite people like Saul Williams and say Francis and stuff like that. Yeah. But I still don't mind like absolutely mindlessly aggressive hip hop as well and trap mm. trap with hip hop and stuff like that. And it's a few that I don't mind like they're okay. But that's if I could ever detach myself from him as a character, which I can't. Yeah. Or is he a dick? Oh, Stu. Yeah, right, he's, about, yeah. yeah, he's awful. He's, he's like a real bad. troll. But mm. he's been he's been doing the but he's a genius at this whole new world of PR. Mm. Except for he might be getting put away for life now. Yeah. For, right. for, for, for forgetting that he's not an actual So gangster. give me some examples of the dumb shit he's done. I'm gonna try and Google him while you're doing <laughs> well, he's this. About so. to, he, he's, he's, he's currently in and the FBI have caught him for conspiring to supply heroin and sell guns. Mm. Um, he's got tattoos all over his face. One of his face is the puppet master from Saw on his face he's got his face like the little doll. <laughs> and he, spell it to cat T-E-K-A-S-H-I-6-9. He's got rainbow hair, mm. and he just goes online and just calls out every other rapper and calls them all twats. Mm. Start shit. He's doing a thing. Oh, I've def- seen that helmet. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and, and like That's the thing the is, it has like he has sold so much. Mm. But it's like it's not about the body of con- it's not about the body of work or whatever. Mm. It's just about who can be more outrageous now. Yeah. And kids are fucking Still buying it up, so it up, yeah. it's not the X. It's not X Factor doing it now. Mm. It's it's the it's the era of social media, yeah. and and the, the people earning the most money, are the ones getting the most controversy. So it's lich, but they're not real. It's yeah, not, but all not, of that kind of thing of they're getting the most controversy. I guess when I was a kid, that's what that why I went mental for the yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah. That's why people went mental for Marilyn Manson. That you know, yeah. it's. You, you, you're going to always go with the stuff that's causing outrage because you think mm-hmm. your parents ain't going to want you listening to it. And it's about, I guess, finding something that's a little bit controversial because it's always going to be more exciting than Ed Sheeran, isn't it? But the, but all mm. those guys, there was a reason why they were controversial. I don't always think they were controversial for controversy's sake. Mar- Marilyn Manson included. He, mm. he, he pushed, you know the envelope a bit with what he was doing mm. but he's a fucking really smart guy yeah you and as obviously the beasties they're, they're educated boys aren't they yeah mm. like yeah. like Takash is just basically Takash like I know yeah. that geezer is like yeah I don't know why we derailed that there Anto mm. sorry mate it's just that yeah he's he's gone so far now he's found himself in jail and other rappers and that were going yeah. dude you've got to stop this because you're going to either get shot yeah. or you keep saying that you're a real gangster now, mm. and he's got himself tied up. His, his last manager tried having him killed, mm. and it's like you've now you've now you've learned the you you know it's art imitate life imitating art, yeah, and he's now got himself locked up, and he might not see <coughs> like a day. This guy was making millions, mm. I think probably millions a week, and now he's like done. 
I think he's. I think they've got an internet. Would you like YouTube and stuff like that? Or um, I don't like. I know kind of the same as same amount of Chris as kind of about him. My I don't follow him on Instagram or any of that type of shit. But it's my my window to him was true Instagram. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just really? I I, yeah, I wouldn't right. know much more about yeah, him than yeah. you've said, but uh, yeah. I think he's I think they've got him dead to rights. Yeah. Like yeah, I think he's gone away for life. Like. Yeah, but I think he's gonna flip on people. But oh, I don't know yeah. how that's gonna work out for him. But mm. I literally never seen him on Instagram, never seen uh, only his music, and the only time I have mm. is through it coming across on YouTube channels of other uh, things I go and it's like, what who's this guy? Yeah. And that's it. So I had a little binge on watching about him, and that's it really. Yeah. But crazy, crazy. So anyway. Mm. Moving swiftly on. That being okay. said, from Led Zeppelin to, to Cash 69. <laughs> You're number two, man. Yep. So, number two is Aha Shake Heartbreak by Kings Leon. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is like, Byron number one, I don't want you looking at number one, but um, number, sorry, yeah. You the Young Man- Manhood is a great album. Um, and I was thinking of a kind of clever way to phrase it today to what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Youth and Young Manhood is like the soundtrack to a big, massive bar brawl. <laughs> um, and that was kind of, that's where they're from. And it, yeah. it, it, it is, an, in itself, it's an amazing album. But Aha Shake Heartbreak is more like throwing a telly out your hotel room window. <laughs> it's just a bigger overall statement, I think. <laughs> um, the songwriting was better. They started to kind of fuck around with their instrumentation a yeah. little bit more. And you got some... The, the really odd sounds that you hear on because of the times yeah. came from Definitely. that experimentation on Aha Shake Heartbreak. Yeah. Um, and the singles the singles alone, I would argue, probably are Kings Leon's best from any album. The singles they released off So Aha the lead Shake single Heartbreak. was Bucket, yeah? Yeah, yeah they had Bucket. Bucket was the lead single. Bucket, Ragu... Mil- I see I don't know if these were all singles but you've got Milk yeah. um, Four Kicks Four I- Kicks was a single I'm just looking at you now actually. Yeah. Was, yeah. Milk wasn't Milk's a great song Yeah. Bucket was Four Kicks was mm. which you'd probably think was yeah. Taper Jean Girl oh yeah and King of the Rodeo mm. King of Rodeo is a single mm. Taper Jean Girl is a great song as well mm. see I disagree with you on this one okay go I, great I, uh, I love being disagreed <laughs> I um I, I can I agree with what you're saying in mm. regards to this album um, was a progression, mm. uh, and you can tell that their songwriting is becoming more. When I say I don't want to say mature, but they're leaning more towards becoming a stadium band. Mm. You know, from being a raucous, or yeah. country punk band whatever you describe Redneck, them yeah. as Redneck like because when you watch that documentary when they go home have you mm. seen that no when no. they go back and see their family no it's it's deliverance really? <laughs> and i'm not joking i'm not joking and, and, and i'm not hating on that mm. like but they literally throw in the um the whole shoes and it's it's real mm. hillbilly <laughs> stuff and like and it's quite mad because they're like Mega rock stars. They are mm. huge. I mean, I, I kind of, if, I, if you could, I, I, I would have probably wanted to be in the Kings of Leon. Mm. I mean, there was points where I was like, if there was a band at the moment, young, they were young mm. when they started out. <clears throat> and they looked cool as fuck. Oh, they did, didn't they? Because mm. no one, 
No, well, no one looked like that. No. Uh, when that, that first album dropped. No, it sounded like it. And I think the first single was... Um, down, Cha- Molly's, down, Chambers. Down, 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 Molly's Chambers. Molly's mm-hmm. Chambers. And uh, I remember seeing that and just thinking, I like Caleb, like, what the fuck's this dude look like? <laughs> like, just had the most insane barnet. And I was yeah. like... <laughs> and and moustaches and stuff. I was like, that looks fucking so cool. Mm. And then you find out they're brothers... Yeah, and, mm. and and is it a brother and a cousin? One cousin, yeah. yeah I can't yeah. remember which one of the. I, I think this one would be like the sort of little sort of chubby chops. I think he might be the cousin. the cousin. Yeah, I think Might the drummer you? and the the, the mm. handsome bass mm. player are the. Well, they all they all were fucking handsome, weren't they? Like, yeah. they were like the <laughs> ultimate indie heartthrob boy band. And but then, yeah, it was that that first album for Young, me. Young, talented, raw. Yeah, raw. and and and. And they blew up here, not America. Yeah. And which is great. Because mm. I think XFM was a massive thing for them. Yeah. XFM really jumped on that band. Yeah. And Molly Chambers, um, oh, um Red Novakai, Holy Rover Um the Red Morning Light was another one. Red Morning Light. Of course. Yeah. California Waiting. We just got the Cab now, which is yeah. so fucking <laughs> cool. <got> fever, <laughs> yeah. Like that that album, I, I thought was great. But don't get me wrong, I think the bucket is a brilliant single. Mm. Um, but I thought, and and I don't mean to be like indie snob, mm. but it felt that second album was that kind of progression into. Because I saw them on the, when they first come out, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was mm. like. They were having it. Mm. And then I saw them maybe two albums after that. That was the difference. And see. it might even have been the second album. Yeah. I saw mm. them at V that year and they stood there on stage. And my mate it, it described it as, Caleb looks like his mic smells of shit <laughs> and he doesn't want to go near it because he just would sing and then he'd just stand back. And there was no movement. All of them were static on stage. Mm. There was no performance. I think that was the third record, man, because that's when I started to dial out of them. And then I saw them at Hyde Park with Sex on Fire and You Somebody Mm. and all of that. And then, and I I, I don't want to sound like, again, some elitist, but the crowd was very different. Mm. There was all the people that had heard You Somebody on X Factor. Yeah. and they were there, and, and whenever they played the early songs, people just didn't know what the fuck they were. So it's, it's really weird, yeah. because like I probably would stay, <coughs> stick with the first one. Yeah. I think that the progression that was shown in the second one, I didn't think anything bad, like, was, I didn't think they were going to go as far as they went with it, and I mm. thought the second record was a banger too. Yeah. I didn't see it like you did. I was like, oh, it's just no, another No, no, at the time, I agree with you. Like, like, but then by the third record, I started going... And it was weird because then I didn't listen to the fourth one and I only listened to the fourth one about a year ago and was like, actually, although it's not my sort of music, yeah. they've really made a good record here. Mm. Like, It really sounds great. It sounded yeah. atmospheric and it was cleverly written and it was beautiful. And what I'd realised even after the second record was that I just figure they're going to go in a direction that I'm not keen on. Mm. And that first mm. thing that they did was what I was all about, like that yeah. raw redneck shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, like like you say, I haven't seen that documentary. I didn't know that that's... I really, I wasn't sure if it wasn't putting it on, but they were... Oh, it's so for real. Yeah. Mm. But also, it's weird, because I've seen interviews where they've said, where they've been asked that question, how you've changed, your music's changed. Mm. You know, you've become what is more commercial mm. in ways. And they've always gone, well, this is always the music we wanted to make. Yeah. Mm. And the funny thing is, I think they probably... 
that was it. They had those aspirations. Mm. They always wanted to get there, mm. but there was a large portions of the population who were the what of the world were just mm. screaming out for what. They were doing them, originally, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and I definitely feel that that is in the first two records and, and aspects of the third. And that, I think there's a fine line between um, the way I, just, I described it a little bit earlier is when you're talking about a band or an artist or a rapper or whoever, you don't look at their when all is said and done, you look at all their albums collectively, and you, you then tell this really fine line between do you do say like Royal Bo- Royal Blood really good band yeah. but two albums in so far sound exactly the same yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah do they now with an under third album go and make the exact same again exactly. and have people get bored yeah, or do yeah. they do say like what Kings of Leon or Arctic yeah. Monkeys really uh, yeah. really do it well yeah. like yeah, yeah. completely different each time and then when all is said and done you, you just have this eclectic mix mm. of sounds and songs and styles I can, res- I can respect I, yeah I think so mm. and I can respect either if they don't and they like know their thing then cool but I don't think they'll get the levels that if you can be eclectic Radiohead another good example mm. of that like you, I was wondering when we were talking about this earlier would Radiohead been able to make things like no chance computer? not in a bazillion years they wouldn't mm. would they not, not, not nowadays. with this money they no. wouldn't, they'd, they'd go oh we're going to go make some plinky plonky music they'd have been like fuck off you are a, a, a good mm. example is Blur and Oasis so Oasis mm. have put out the same album time and time and yeah. time again yeah. it's great yeah. Blur every album massive progression yeah. you know mm. and, and for me I think people will look back at Oasis as yeah. maybe people look back at the Stones that mm. they've got this these great albums that all sound quite mm. similar mm. Whereas Blur, they'll look back and Damon will be perceived as, as a Bowie, mm. you know, mm. as tried loads of different things, mm. constantly evolving, yeah. constantly like changing with the times yeah. and, and pushing the boundaries where Liam, Noel and Oasis mm. as a band mm. haven't really, it's quite a structured mm. traditional rock and roll oh, formula, but, but it works. Noel's, Noel's, Noel's confessed it to that works, himself, And it works it? well. I'm, not, yeah. I'm taking nothing away from no, Oasis, it's a great no, band. Exactly. It's no, both no. two very different forms of genius, I think, mm. when, you're, when you're looking at Damon Albarn and... Uh, Noel Gallagher. Yeah. It, pick your point. Like, mm. like the, uh, you probably know Father Ted, the old, like, who'd you prefer, Blur or Oasis? Yeah. And, like, Dougal is like, oh, Blur. He's like, what? Oh, no, yeah. sorry, I mean Oasis. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, how yeah. do you honestly pick which yeah. one of them is, like, yeah. objectively better? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I, I think yeah. they're both just fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. But, um, James, your point, though, you're totally right, Anto. Like, like, they have got, they have had progression. And mm. I always, I always used to say by the third, fourth album, it's like, it's, it's good. It just that they've gone and they've developed it. It's great and it's worked out really well for them. Mm. I don't think they really care that I wasn't any longer interested <laughs> in it. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Cool. And and I think that's the thing. As long as bands they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And I think Kings have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. think they did it for commercial. And it really and what reinforces that is they did cut start from like Redneck. They probably yeah. did mm. always have those aspirations. So yeah. it wasn't like they. They did want to refine and make much better music. Mm. And it is so well done. So, mm. yeah. And I should point out that on the last album, that lead single, Find Me, I think was one of the best things I've ever done. Find Me. First this single. Is that, mate. I don't even know what the album was called. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I the intro heard. to it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. You got it on there, Chris? I'm trying to. Really, really good. I'm trying to look up the record. Oh, um, yeah, I, I remember hearing something about them. Um, I think Caleb came out and said addressed kind of how the the albums are very different kind of as they go on and i'm paraphrasing now but it was something along the lines of every time we think matthew 
because they're they are a guitar driven band. Yeah. He's like every time we're expecting Matthew to come out with like a, a youth and young man hood esque single, mm. he comes out with something wishy washy and it's moody and it's like a, a song for a jilted lover or something mm. along those lines. And then every time we're expecting him to write something the opposite and we have everything ready to go, he comes out and it's something that we then have to kind of jam the rest of the band yeah. around and make fit. Um, I think you might start to see there where you get just these weird songs and kind of mm. weird offerings as yeah. they go on, right. but still a great band. Like it, it's kind of hard to. But, argue. Oh, definitely, definitely. But wait for me. Was it wait for me, Stuart? No, find me. Find. I don't know. It wasn't. I know. Wait like most... for me. Was it called Find Me? Find you. Find me. I'm sure, know, it wasn't was. off the last last record. Yeah. Walls, I think. Walls is the mercy. Walls is the most recent one, anyway. And there oh, is a song on a called Wait for Me. That's yeah, yeah, that's the one. That, is yeah. there one of them called that, Chris? I'm, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna have to search on Google fully. Find me by. Oh God, I ain't got it wrong. It's all right, mate. It's only guesswork. It's what we're, <laughs> we're professional guessers. Um, Kings Leon, sorry, Kings. I'm gonna. Have to... No, you, you. I think you might be right. Yeah, no, chapter two. Find me. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, a shame. Yeah. Was off walls. All oh, right. Right. There so the intro. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes. I don't know. What's amazing, my daughters, the one time I put something on, then I get um, broccoli featuring Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty? Yeah, Lil Yachty, mate. Yeah, that's the kids listening on my Spotify upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the sign of the times. It is. A sign it of is. the times of everything. Um, well, look, as much as I think the first one He's better than the second one. Mm. It's your five. Yep. You get it on the list. Mm. Yeah, and it's fair, fairly, you know, fairly argued as well. Yeah. Well argued, buddy. So before we get to uh, the top spot, mm-hmm. you got any honourable mentions, mate? You want to throw in there? Ooh, um, loads. Uh, two thousand and one by Dr. Dre. 
Oh, it's much better. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I like the Chronic. I did. There's some good tunes on it, but 2001 is <laughs> very good. It's yeah, and made made around the same time that Marshall Matters LP was. So they just must have been in the studio for 24 hours a day. Have you seen the tour? The video? It'll probably be on DVD or on t- on. Or you can probably download it now. No. The Up in Smoke cuts. Oh, sorry, I have seen it years oh, ago. Fucking years God. ago. Yeah. That is one of the best things you can watch. Who's on that video. tour? Um, Ice Cube opens, so it's all his stuff. Then it's uh, Snoop Dogg and Dre, and then it's Eminem, mm. and then but all the crew from all that exhibits coming out mm. is f- it's, the dog it's special. All of them, is that it? the tour where they all done straight out of Compton? Mm. They they covered they done a there's a version of all of oh it might not be Eminem but it's definitely Snoop. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. Ice Cube, I don't Dre. think it was that, buddy. No, I think that was. I think that was probably five, six years later. I could, mm. I could be wrong, but I don't remember them doing straight out of Compton mm. on there. They did a few little, little, you know, shout outs mm. to Tupac yeah. and that, but I don't think they did a Compton thing then. No, but uh, yeah, that was all right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Great shout. Yeah. Section eighty is the first one on him being on a Top Dog. Good Kid, Mad City is yeah, incredible. It's really incredible good. storytelling, just some fucking spine tingling songs as well yeah really good man um, I, there's probably more now but again you know when you try to think of it too yeah, hard you overthink it now so can I throw a couple out there yep because I thought I'm I thought not being real because I'm on my phone so I'm going to just guess I'm going to have a look at yeah, a couple sure, while no, we're doing yeah, this yeah, I've wrote good, a couple all down all but good, all good all good so um, I don't know if you've ever heard Incubus much but Science was the shit I absolutely loved that record mm. and they were so young and there's so many different instruments they're using on that. It's a really good shout. I think their first one was Fungus Among Us. Mm. And Deftones Around the Fur. Oh, good shout. Mm. That is fucking... That, that is, um, you ever listened to much Deftones? You ever been I've to never them? really listened to Incubus or Deftones, unfortunately. Yeah, all good. Um, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, I think, was their second album. I can't remember what all of those records have released. I mm. really don't. I really yeah. can't um, say. What, what are the names? You've got Appetite for Destruction. What was the other one? Sorry, not that. Sorry, Appetite for Destruction was their first one. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Um, Use Your Illusion 1 was Use, the second that's one. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's and then it. you'd got Use Your yeah. Illusion 2, which I think might have been the fourth one. Mm. Again, I could be wrong, which I probably usually am, but I, I think there was an album in between the two Use Your Illusions. Let me have a look, because I can't remember myself. Guns N' Roses were another band that they were out around, like they were doing big things when I was in, banging into my hip-hop. Mm. And it wasn't years late until I dialed into them, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I wish I could have really seen that when they mm. they had it, you know, they'd kept it together. I'm just going to tell you what their album release order is. Um, it is. Um, are you fucking annoying? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Just going to have some awkward, awkward air. <laughs> <laughs> some dead air. Sorry, I, mate. I I'm dreaded dead air. I'm literally still doing the same right. as we yeah. speak, mate. So uh, this is now my podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crack on, yeah. mate. This crack is now on. the Anderburg Hardcore Things <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We'll work out. We'll sort out the paperwork later on. <laughs> uh, I could probably do it with the dog. Actually, I'd say we'd have good rapport. <laughs> so he seemed to be. Uh, he seemed to be good crack when he came in that time. He's a good doggy, that one. Mm. Um, appetite for destruction. Uh, next was GNR lies. Oh, uh, sure. Usual illusion one was three, and then usual illusion two. Right. Yes, but they were both released in ninety one. Yeah, oh well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Nice. There you have it. And it's mm. the spaghetti incident. That was the one I was trying to get my mm. fucking head around. Yeah. Was that the one that... Was Slash on that? 
what on spaghetti. Yeah, oh no, Chinese democracy was the one. I think that was the one that they had all. Yeah, Chinese democracy. They say. Um, what was it? Fifteen years. Mm. Yeah. The um, the I've heard a story where the the video for Estranged, which was on Use Your Illusion Two, was yeah. kind of the beginning of the end for Guns N' Roses. They like Axl Rose was like like looking to swim with dolphins and shit in the video, like just all these really <laughs> Axl Rose kind of ideas. <laughs> uh, what? Cool, sorry. Yeah, that was it, and I think the rest of them were just like fucking had enough I'm of this. So I, I, I would have loved to have been a fucking fly on the wall watching Guns and Roses, man. What was that book? bullshit video where Slash is playing guitar in the middle of the November desert? November rain. November. It? No, 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 no. He gets married in November yeah. rain, Axel, doesn't he? Oh, well, Slash oh, he's, is outside. No, and he's, he's, he's that one. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's yeah. like a little church in the middle That's of nowhere. Right, yeah. Yeah. No lead. Yeah. Amazing. Like, oh, fucking hell, yeah. I would have to watch that <laughs> meltdown. I'd, I would. Uh, because one of my mates has read the book and he said that, you know, when they just started out and they, but they were starting to get, like, known. Mm. And then, obviously, the, the roadies and, and they were living that, like, sex, drug and roll lifestyle. Mm. And they were like, like he said, uh, like, one night Axel just came on my leg. And I was <laughs> like, we've got to get a bigger room, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so you funny. know full well. <laughs> just lying next to just girls left, right, and centre in a pokey room, just having wild sex. I just all sorts of mad yeah. sex parties. Oh, he must have been the most insufferable prick, Axel yeah. Rose. I just mm. I look at him and I just think, I, it, it, when they first come out, I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of me cock rock, but I no, don't. I no. do think they're a little bit better than that. Yeah. Mm. But and they look pretty cool. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years, they all still look a bit cool. Izzy always looked the coolest in my opinion. Yeah. But when Axel Rose is wearing um cycling shorts <laughs> uh, and an American uh football shirt thing, that ain't a fucking cool look, man. He looked like a fucking shit wrestler. Mm. Like, like he got yeah. that sort of he bloated, didn't he? And he got mm. very high blood pressure basically. He was like he was very sexy back in the 90s, wasn't he? Very Good looking very, boy. Very well pursued. And then obviously, time gets hold of you and mm. you know you can't really do anything about it. Unless you're Dave Grohl. Unless yeah, you're Dave Grohl. Exactly. He looks great. Yeah, Adapt and prosper. Yeah. Would very Guns N' Roses have been the same band without that voice? Without that lead vocal that it almost, well, I would say, I think it's, I think it's a great vocal. Well, I, and mm. I really, I think it works. I, I like Guns. I liked Guns and Roses. Mm. Um, you know, put all aside that stuff. It, it's great. I love Live and Let Die, their version of that. Mm. I, you know, that's it. And uh, and, I've, and I agree. And with most bands, and so I think that, and I don't know if you can vouch for this, Stu, but when I started going to see bands and our mates' bands and that, mm. you could be technically proficient and you could have a great band, and I've seen it time and time again, but if the front man's vocal isn't good, don't matter. Mm. Like, like, yeah. See, yeah. to answer that question, would they have worked? It was if it's a different singer. Well, mm. I guess the band that Scott Whalen fronted for him, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, sorry, not Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Velvet, Velvet Revolver, Revolver. Yes. was G and R. Yeah, was, with, yeah. with Scott singing True. and yeah. and uh, I mean he's a fucking dude, Scott Whalen. Mm. I was a dude. Um, is he but, coke? Was it was mm, it drugs? By his mm, more than likely. Yeah. yeah, he did like them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think he liked all the drugs. Yeah, hot. Like, everything. Yeah. But um, but yeah, an incredible vocalist. And and I thought that first single Sliver was yeah. fucking awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just on the solo alone. Yeah. I know you said you weren't keen on solos, but the solo yeah. in Slither is mm. fucking yeah. It's transcendent. You saw them? Mm. Went to see them. They came out on stage. Obviously. Like it was at least an hour, hour and a half late. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Because once it's once it's over an hour and 
and it's in England and everyone's got to get home, everyone's going, I've got to get a fucking train yeah. here if you're in London. Yeah. Yeah. And they they came out and it was good, but waiting an hour and a half did. I, yeah, I wasn't that big not, a fan. It's just not yeah. cool. Yeah. I might be lying. I know it was over an hour. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't mm. like an hour and five. It was substantially yeah. over an hour. But like an yeah. hour when. An hour when you're waiting on a band to come out is the longest hour you will ever experience. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Do you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not just an hour, it's a thousand years, do you know, like, as it feels when you're waiting on yeah. them, like, so, so it's a pretty big deal, I would say. We're speaking to the guy that waits till two o'clock in the morning to watch our shower of shit at the Dublin <laughs> Podcast Festival. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I think we came on at, what, midnight? I think. Something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but we, I, 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 was get, I was definitely on the way. Yeah. And there was a band in... Because there was a band in the ch- in, in the green room with us. Oh, bless them. It, and they didn't what? like us very much, did they? And they were like, they were having a time of their life. And you could see it was like, it was being in a band was going well for them. And it was yeah. a bit like that Guns N' Roses There band. was girls there, weren't <laughs> there? There was girls there and there was booze <laughs> and they were a bit sweaty. And you could see like like people like swooning. Mm. And it was a bit like the disaster. <laughs> and I think they had like about six cans of lager in, in like an ice bucket, which was the standard for what you got in a band, yeah. even when I was doing it. And then all of a sudden, we walk in... <laughs> And the promoter was like, uh, can you hurry up in here now, guys? And then, like, and, and it makes us sound like we, like, Pips escorted in, like, fucking Obama, <laughs> and he wasn't. He just, like, strolled in and went, all right. Yeah. Uh, but then they start unloading yeah. the rider, like, for, yeah. which was, like, cans of beer and oh, fucking yeah. bottles of God knows what. And yeah. it was, like, just made us look like dicks, didn't it? It was, yeah. like, fucking hell. Yeah. Now, I mean, I almost felt, like, justifying it by going, look, mate. Stick around for 10 minutes and watch the shower of shit that you're about to see. <laughs> it don't warrant this rider, mate. <laughs> my, I think my brother actually won a bottle off. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but um, you were like giving out spot prizes for like the best answer. So it was quite a, it's quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we had so much beer, we, was just giving, yeah, we, just, yeah, we just gave it out, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. We just giving it out to people in the crowd. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was that he said to get it, but it was like... I, I honestly know I shouldn't have even started telling this fucking story. Did Rage Against the Machine because I know someone said something about Rage Against the Machine and we were quite happy. Mm. Oh, I can't fucking That might have been Noel. got really messy. Oh, I can't remember. got Shit. real, real messy. But to go back before we get on to your number one, <laughs> to go back to would it have worked without Axel Rosie's mm. voice, the reason I don't really like Guns N' Roses is Axel Rosie's voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which has got that similar shrieky scream. Mm. Robert Plant, yeah. And it's yeah. them voices that don't yeah. sit with me. Mm. Like, it's, it's that tone. It's You've that. had a run in with one of them. Has your uncle got that tone of voice? Like <laughs> 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 that. Like, yeah. No, it's strange, isn't it? You just, yeah. you just have your things that you like and you yeah. don't like, yeah. and there's You're nothing you can do. It, but you know what? I DJ'd Welcome to the Jungle on Friday night. I played it. And oh, yeah. it's a fucking good record, mm. that is. Mm. It, it really is. It's just got. That's a young band. Mm fucking on fire that yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. it really is and then yeah. obviously when you become global megastars some bands like them mm. disappear yeah, a little yeah, bit do yeah. you know what I mean mm. or a lot yeah and, uh, and, and there's some everything social pressure yeah if you was in a band yeah I'd be dead wouldn't I <laughs> thank <laughs> you that's, that's, all, that's all I was going with it <laughs> dead I nearly died at uni and that was I went in a band I had a credit card Stu <laughs> gave me any sort of platform <laughs> I would have died man it's a fucking fact <laughs> oh shit my power Brilliant. corrupts 
Oh, amazing. Oh, if you're hot, by the way, mate, the switch yeah, is just behind yeah, you. If you want to turn that heater off, yeah. yeah. Actual hot seat. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should we do the top spot? Let's okay. So. Let's do it. Yep. Let's go for it. Number one is What's the Story Morning Glory? Good. Good. What's the story? Yeah. <sighs> Again, um, probably the easiest one in my head to say I, yep. and again I love definitely maybe that yep. it's considered one of the best debut albums of all mm. time um, but Champagne Supernova is on What's the Story Morning mm. Glory do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. that's up there with any song yeah. that's ever made yeah, yeah, do you know what right. I mean like people are now talking about Bohemian Rhapsody mm. and what uh, sorry not What's the Story uh, Champagne Supernova yeah. do you know what I mean um She's Electric is on What's the Story, mm-hmm. Morning Glory. Um, Cast No Shadow. Cast No Shadow is on Amazing. What's the Story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Morning Glory Morning Glo- was on the radio this morning. Yeah. Mo- Morning it. Glory mm. is just a fucking... It's just, it, yeah. it is, and a mate, it is, it's a shit-hot record. Listen, Wonderwall? Mm. And, 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 there you go, there's another one. Will you Wonder ever one? see a crowd sing a song like you will ever hear a crowd sing Don't Look Back in Anger? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Is Don't Look Back in Anger on Be Here Now? No. Uh, it's it's on What's the Story, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's Roll a few of them that mm-hmm. gel in my head, yeah. like that. I, that I str- I'll struggle with saying is on this album or that album, mm. but um, which is probably terrible considering I'm trying to s- single out single albums yeah, 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 as, yeah. as the list. But yeah, for me, what's the story? More and glory, and it ends with champagne supernova. So you've to you've to get through the whole album, and then you're treated to this just this otherworldly yeah. fucking song, yeah. like yeah. um. I don't like to say genius a whole lot, but I will when it comes to Noel Gallagher. I think mm. he just had something fucking figured out. Like the thing is, what, what something figured out that the rest of us have yet to clue in on when it comes to making music. One of the things we should point out as well around that time was when they put the singles. What are the singles on that album? Some might say was that a single? Was that on the? On well, with it definitely was. Hang on, went was, up yeah. Some might say on. It's some, some might track? say is yeah yeah right mm. some might I mean some ev- might say is a let me just have a quick little looky look oh my god so if you this look was back when, when you're talking about CDs this right, is when I so, started collecting CDs because so it had the look, singles box set if you look at this the B side <laughs> to some might say right? Yeah, so this is a songwriter that can't stop writing fucking amazing hits mm. right because. The two tracks Necrosis. on the B side of some might say fucking would be right. fucking killers on yeah, most people's definitely. albums, right? Yeah, so you drop some might say yeah. as the lead single, yeah, yeah. backed by correct me if I'm wrong, acquiesce. Oh my god, is the shit. and talk tonight, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, that they <laughs> threw them away as B sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. acquiesce is amazing. Acquiesce well, is talk tonight is actually one of my favourite Oasis yeah, songs. I, I acquiesce. A B side. Mm. Mm. Like how can yeah. how confident are what you in how much how many great records you can make that you'll go. That could have been the lead single from their next album. It was mm. like, no, let's put that out on the B side of Some yeah. Might Say. Yeah, it was fucked Master up, plan. Yeah, it was. Do you know what? Mm. This was back when... We can like link all this into previous conversations we've had as well. The, when this came out, there was no doubt in my mind Oasis were better than Blur. Like, I was a Blur... I was an Oasis fucking... Mm. I, I was mad for it. Um... Yeah, I had all these because they released them all in cigarette boxes. Well, cigarette right. boxes packaging. So you That's should have cool. a dude if you like it. Yeah, I can show you a picture, and we all got. I've got these somewhere. Oh shit! 
So, John's eardrums just exploded. So, yeah, basically, that's a big plastic box that you put um, the singles in, and it, they released four singles. So, like, like you say, disc one was interviews. Mm. Disc two was some might say, like Stu said. Disc three was roll with it. It's better. People live forever. Rocking chair. Disc four was Wonderwall. Swamp Sung Master Plan. Uh, yeah, Master I mean, it really plan. was. like that Throwing that away as a B-side. Uh, I remember listening to that record. For is the, that on that mic? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I remember... I remember listening to the record fully in my kitchen. Mm. I was doing some homework, and I was just like, oh, I just can't get my head around it. Almost so good. The singles alone are almost like a collection of an album. They're, yeah. they're put together almost like an album in themselves. And let's not overlook... They put a single out in between them two albums mm. that's never been on an album, which is whatever. Oh, of course, yeah. right? And like, I don't know if I know that one. Free to be whatever. Oh, sorry, I sorry. Yes, 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 yes. I'll see yeah. the blues if I don't Just ding, don't ding, even ding. need to go on an album. We just throw that out. Mm. Fucking amazing record. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I get what you're saying about I preferred Oasis to Blur at that point. Yeah, because. For me, the stuff they were doing on Great Escape Blur at yeah. that point weren't as exciting as what I think Noel Gallagher was doing with Oasis at that point, mm. although the Universal Bob Blur was on that album. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's but, probably my favourite Blur song. But be. put mm. that, you know, put Champagne Super over next to Charmless Man mm. or Country House. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's not that, yeah. you know, it doesn't hold up for mm. me. But I think in regards to the Blur Oasis thing, I think it's safe to say that obviously we all know that Blur won the singles battle, but I think the album mm. dwarfed. Yeah. Um, what was that third Blur? Great Escape. Dwarfed that album. Yeah. So uh, I think they won the... I think they won it. And I think, but over time, war, I think I became, ended up becoming more of a predominant a Blur fan mm. because right. of the more experimentation and mm. longevity. Yeah. I probably ended up being more of a Blur fan than Oasis fan. But Oasis at their height, off the first two records, mm. was just, it's mind-blowing. And all the kids now, I say all the kids, <laughs> um, they're like Oasis having a massive comeback revival like all the gold like I'm going to sound like a right creep now but the kid, all the all the students at Goldsmiths and that which is a very arty school obviously Blur album went there but they're all having this massive like 90s Oasis revival now yeah. like, all the kids are just like yeah fucking Oasis sort of shit 20 years on since yeah, the 90s now it's not scary. like fucking France 98 was <laughs> years ago now like yeah, it scares <laughs> me stuff like that um, yeah I did you get to see Oasis? Never, unfortunately. They played Slain just before they broke up. And again, I'm going to say this without actually doing any fact-checking whatsoever. Welcome to our coalition. <laughs> <laughs> 100% guess right. Um, but I think that Slain gig might have been their last gig. I, wow. it, it's, I'm trying to think of it now, and I, I, it might be... Um, it might not be. <laughs> Equally, they... might not be. But I've just in, something in my head, in the back of my head, says the slang gig was their last one before they broke up. It would figure because they were then coming over to do yeah. V in mm. the UK. That was V that was their last. And they gig. and they didn't do it. They did one of them. Oh right. They did Western Park Stafford. And they did do and the that second. It. So they, they probably do... did slang before. That. I mm. thought it was in between that. Where yeah. Liam launched a fucking electric guitar at Noel's head, and they were like, yeah. "Let's call it a day." Yeah. It was always strange to me that. Because it's only me and Niall at home as well, yeah. so I I kind of see the whole sibling rivalry. We've had loads of fights over the years and whatever. Yeah, cool. We're both on the same um, American football team and we clash heads a lot. Mm. And 
how much do you need to not get on with your brother to maintain the, one of the most, in my own opinion, successful bands of all time? Like, how much do you how much do you have to hate each other? Do you know? Or how much do you have to believe in your own hype? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think that I think was more, that, I think that was it. more what it was. I agree. Yeah. I think Noel just thought, well... I can write a fucking brilliant album on my own. Yeah. And I think Liam probably thought, well, I can do the same. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, I'm Liam. In his, mm, I'm, yeah. I, he must just think, I'm Liam fucking Gallagher. Yeah. yeah. I can do what the fuck I want. <sighs> to be True. honest with you, Liam's personality is, 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 is pretty amazing, isn't it? He's, he's scary, and I'm mm. scared of him, and he's tiny, but whenever he's watching in interviews, as I said before, I look terrified of him, but he's quite witty and funny, mm. and what has probably, what made him so successful is also what, made him not realise that he needed to stick with his brother really yeah. and, mm. and well, you say that, temper. and I think Liam's Liam's recent album's been a massive yeah, success really hasn't well. it on a solo yeah. album yeah he really? got he got rid of the BDI moniker yeah. and just yeah. went on went on his own um, yeah it's a, it's an odd one um, I'm going to say this for the second time tonight actually how good would Oasis have been had they not had Liam Gallagher's voice, if it was Noel doing mm. all the vocals, mm. would he still have had that same effect? When, <clears throat> like when he did, when you do um, "Don't Look Back in Anger," mm. it's like, whoa, he's mm. a good singer, mm. but he's not singing all. The, yeah. He's not yeah. singing all the songs. So, and it, it had the effect because he was used sparingly. I like yeah. hearing Noel sing "Wonderwall." Mm. I like Noel's "Wonderwall." Yeah. I think it sounds great. Um, I do, but I do like Liam. Like, Liam yeah. did weird things with his vocal. He strained himself, didn't he, a lot of times? Mm. To the so. point where I think Noel's voice is stronger than ever, but mm. I think Liam's can sound a, sound a little bit shot. Damaged now. Like, when, mm. every now and again when you hear it, like, yeah. live. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter because the personality that he brings when he walks out onto that stage, mm. it... it, it you can't, you can't fake that. It's Liam Gallagher, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Exactly. And he's, he's the yeah. best at it. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, you know, and, and, and even if his voice was going, think he gives a shit? No. Like, how many punk bands did it never matter? Absolutely. Anyway. And, mm. and, and let's have it right. The I've just said let's have it right. And I <laughs> always get picked up on saying that. Um, Oasis was the perfect hybrid of the Beatles and the Pistols, mm. you know? Mm. The, 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 they, that yeah. guitar, abrasive guitar sound that whether that was Noel or Bonehead I'm not sure like it was pure pistols it mm. was just anarchic and angry and aggressive and but the structure of the songs was far more Lennon McCartney yeah. it's a, mm. yeah, it was a beautiful hybrid of, of stuff yeah, yeah do you know what I that was made me sad was the, the day I think I can't remember I think it was NME was it cute? And I saw it, it was on the front. It was the pair of them, and they were like, "We're we're we're bigger than the Beatles," and that was just before their third oh. record as well. And mm. I was just like, "Oh, dude!" Even at my young age, then I was like, "I think that's probably dangerous and not good for you." Mm. And I probably yeah. thought it not good for you in terms of like people might not like you. But as I've got older, I think once you buy it, really now it wasn't good for them because I think maybe mm. that was them then buying into yeah. their own hype. You wrote that third album, right? Be here now. Amazing. There's a lot of cocaine floating about at that point. <laughs> a lot of six-minute songs as well. Yeah. Like they really get on. Like yeah. Um, I'm actually a. I'm a. I like all Oasis. So like, yeah. Again, nice safe statement to throw out there. Yeah. But I think Be Here Now was probably the one that gets forgotten about the most. Mm. Um, when you think the first three songs are Magic Pie, um, My Big Mouth, and <clears throat> fuck. Don't go away. No, that's the the first three songs in the album are like three relatively long songs. Um, All around the world. No, hold on. 
all around the world is on it but it's yeah. it's it's again it's towards the end i think i have a soft spot for be here now because i feel like it's the forgotten mm. of them yeah um but again intrinsically it is a very good album in yeah. itself yeah it, it, it was decent I, I did also feel that for me that that's when i started to lose a little bit of interest do you know what i mean oh. Yeah. Sorry. Do you know Just, what I mean? That yeah. was the that was the opening song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That was the lead single. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. It was all the helicopters yeah, and big big good. video of that one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just I, I just remember hearing, do you know what I mean? And just thinking it weren't that good. Mm. And and the thing is they'd put themselves on a platform at that point. They were mm. that was the thing, like when you was expecting it. Like, yeah. like mm. it was so hyped and then it came out and you'd been waiting a bit. Yeah, it, yeah. It just, However, fast forward you know, they put out singles like Little by Little. Yeah. Stop Crying Your Heart Out. They're fucking great records. Yeah. Brilliant singles. Yeah. Like, he's um, he, he's a clever boy with a guitar, Noel Gallagher. Make no mistake. Mm. I saw him in Dublin live a couple of years back. It was when he was touring the first Noel Gallagher's album. Yeah. So he had only released the first one at this point. Um, and again, fucking incredible live show. He had like an... A choir, like a choir section come out he had all in like the not maybe a whole sorry not all of the instruments I wouldn't say he used on the album but some of the more um, distinguishable instruments he had on stage with him just an incredible show he finished with the master plan like threw in a couple of Oasis songs into the gig as well um, just that just those small touches that we like kind of mentioned Dave Grohl for earlier it's, it's just fucking incredible yeah. like absolutely Absolutely. Um, yeah, so. Good shout, Anto. Yeah. I feel like some of them were safe bets. Like, I, in my head, I'm looking at them, I was like, how more daring could I no, have been? No, but I mean, like, it's, well, I think on what we've always said on this podcast is don't just be honest with yourself mm. with it. And if that's what it is, just do it. Don't be too, like, out there just to sort of be seen to be out there. Yeah. Like, if, if that's what you went with and you know it, it's a solid one. Go with your gut. Go with your gut, <coughs> with it, definitely. Yeah. And, like, um, no, it is, and it's it sparked good conversation as well. Did, mm. should, did you have any others? Did you? Mm. I've not. I've not thrown any in yet. Tra- I'm going to throw a couple in. I'm yeah, going to yeah. while we're talking Oasis, I'm going to talk Blur. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go. Modern Life is rubbish by Blur. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Um, so when Leisure come out, the first album mm-hmm. with There's No Other Way. Um, oh, bang! No way. It's, it's a great song, great song. Yeah. and and the track Sing that's used in Train Spotting. Mm. Um, oh. Which is a, a, a beautiful record. Um, for me, at that point, Blur were, were kind of jumping on the kind of what we call sort of the baggy thing. So it was that bowl haircuts and sort of mm. you know around the time of Rosies and Mondays and and then they disappeared. And they, they, in the mean, in the middle of that, they put a single out called Pop Scene, and right. uh, which was a fucking great record. Then they come back with Modern Life is Rubbish, and all of a sudden they're standing there in five oh ones. Fred Perry's and they're saying and, and Doc Martin's saying listen don't worry yourselves about Nirvana Pearl Jam and what's going on over there we're going to talk about being English and we're going to talk about everything that's great in England mm. and that was the beginning in my mind of Britpop mm. and they launched Britpop yeah. because yeah. it was all all cultural references to to, 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 to London I guess um, on, on that album I think the first single was For Tomorrow, uh, which is a fucking amazing record. Uh, other singles were Sunday Sunday and Chemical World. 
Sunny Sunny's great. And and yeah. it's just fucking great. Um, Sunny Sunny's here again. Walk in the park. You read the Sunday supplement. Like, it's it's just pure Englishness, and you know, harks back to Madness, the Kinks, and and all of them. I guess, you know, all them things that all the cliches about English living and 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 kitchen sink, and it, it just works. And and I saw <clears throat> I saw Blur more than any other band. I've still seen really? Blur more than any other band. And we used to drive them all over the place and go and watch them a lot on this tour. And it was and they were just on fire then. Damon was an incredible frontman. Graham was probably at the height of his drinking and was a, a fucking maniac to watch on stage. Really? It was just fucking exciting. Mm. It felt really exciting. We were young and like and they were a band that were making a fucking statement. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously Park Life and then obviously Great Escape and then mm. still following them through. It was so weird from being at these early gigs to then going to Wembley Arena watching them when Great Escape come out and being the tallest guy there because everyone else is a 13-year-old girl <laughs> because yeah. they become pop stars. Yeah. You know, mm. they were at, you know, Damon Auburn was a heartthrob pop star. So yeah. I'm going to throw Modern Life is yeah. rubbish in because um, as much as... Oh, it probably is my favourite Blur album. But, um, Good shout, I, man. But I think mm. it's better than Leisure. Def- definitely in keeping with this. And I'm going to keep it Essex. And I'm going to say Guilty Generation by oh, Prodigy. Oh, I'm not mm. thinking that. Um, experience mm. is great. Very oh, much yeah. of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and very much sat in line with a lot of the other stuff that was being put out on XL yeah. Records then. Uh-huh. But to then come back with, oh, what was the lead single? I'm going to say it was No Good Start the Dance. I know if that was the first one they released, but it's it's definitely a single. It it's, was that or Voodoo People. It wasn't Poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, I, I don't know the order that they came out. But I just remember mm. hearing... No good start with dance oh, and God. thinking this is fucking yeah, great. I, and what I, yeah. and what that record didn't sound like was anything else that was no, going no, on. Yeah. Like because he brought in guitar <clears throat> guys, didn't he? Like in, in on their law yeah. and fucking break and enter. That record is something else. Yeah. It is. I still listen to that now. Like yeah. uh, like relatively frequently. Yeah. Um it's a really good chat. And you're yeah. right, experience is, is amazing. And I think it was it was yeah, I think But it's it sounded great. like a lot of what was going on in that kind of talender array yeah, 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 early yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. hardcore, whatever you want definitely. to call it. it. It you know, the drum sounds were very similar to what was being Yeah. The drum sounds, the samples, everything about jilted, no one else was doing yeah. that. Mm. And then that just got yeah. bigger and darker as the prodigy have become the, the you know the I masters think that of. Formed, I think that really was where the prodigy became. Yeah, you're right. It became even stylistically. That's where they started. And it was and it was transcending. It was transcending scenes. It was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just in the raves. It was. No. It was a fucking download and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It, you know, and, and the rock clubs were loving it. The indie clubs were loving it. And yeah, back, back in the nineties, mm. I read that Liam hated No Good in the end. Really, um, but I mean, well, probably because how many people liked it, and yeah. probably like all the hard work you put it put into all of that. And everyone keeps saying the same record. Yeah. No good start. But it is. So, mm. yeah, man, that'll make It's no Poison. Poison's the, the most standard yeah, yeah, track yeah, on that yeah, album. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I still might still... I, I love Poison. I really do. It's hard to split between them, but mm. I really Poison's do love a very no good song. Start, mm. Much slower. Prodigy, in my head, are like what Chris said at the start of the show about Nirvana, where everyone knows them. And at face value, I bet you a lot of people would go, eh, and turn their nose up at them. But you haven't. If you're doing that, you haven't listened to the prodigy. I guarantee yeah. you. If you tu- if you turn around to me and say, I, I have listened to the prodigy and I don't like them, 
I'll call you a liar. Yeah. I'll call you straight to your face a liar. Yeah. They're just one another one of those acts, really extreme, really out there, not like a lot of other bands, yeah. but fucking nail on the head with yeah. like eighty five percent of everything they've done. Do you know who are you gonna talk about uh, when we were in Ireland who were talking to about followed you absolutely loved them? Well after after that, that weekend we were there. Oh, God. Blind boy. So, oh, gosh. oh mate, he was—he <laughs> loved it, didn't he? Like, we were chatting to him about the prodigy, and mm. he, he blew his mind that we yeah. were from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> blew yeah, his fucking like, oh, mind. They're just up the road in Braintree. Yeah, he yeah. was like, "What you know? You know the prodigy? I don't know the prodigy, but yeah, they're from where we're from." And then, he, and then when he found out, like yeah. we knew Cunt and the gang, yeah. that blew his mind. <laughs> he could not yeah. get his head around yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it was a good uh, night, uh, wasn't it? Well, that was a cra- That was a night before we done that. We, that right. was after Pip show. That was bizarre. Mm bizarre going out with blind boy and just thinking it was it's a weird dynamic because A.E. couldn't get into the venue right because he was standing there <laughs> trying to tell the people that he was one of pip's guests and they're like yeah all right but he couldn't say he was blind boy because he didn't have a carrier bag on his mm, head and yeah. then he can't have a carrier bag on his head just walking through the streets because it looks like a fucking maniac he would be mobbed yeah he would be mobbed yeah and it was it was just brilliant and then like we go out of him that night and then I'm thinking this is fucking blind boy no one knows the fuck he is and it was yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. he's a really fucking handsome dude isn't yeah, he he's a good looking bloke you can tell like, by the eyes yeah. you can see in his eyes just, just like, through those little frayed edges of the through the plastic bag you see that's a nice pair of eyes <laughs> I wonder what the rest of his face looks like he was fucking incredible what yeah, a mental well, night that yeah, was good wasn't it yeah, really yeah he, was, he, was, he was brilliant absolutely brilliant clever clever dude very <sighs> Yeah, v- very clever dude. Uh, Super yeah. smart. Are they big mm. over here? Are a rubber band that's like... No. Are they not? Wow. Not really. Bl- I think Blind Boy's podcast is bl- has blown up over here. Yeah, okay. Um, but in, in regards to... Uh, if you were to say to... I, I don't think many people would know, like, um, Horse Aside and things like that, which was a, a mm. number one in Ireland, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> and yeah, Spastic <laughs> Cult is a weird one. You can't recommend it. Like over here, if I say, "Man, you, you, oh, you, this band are really good," yeah. have you ever heard Spastic Cult? Some people will be like, what "Well, you fuck? can't say that yeah. word for starters." Mm, yeah. And it's like it's actually really good. The music video is one of my favorite music yeah. videos yeah. of all time. Um, yeah, he's a he's a dude, very smart lad. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to know if if it was always the end game for him, or did he start out doing music with the idea of always wanting to do music. Because it seems like they've branched away from it pretty quickly, you know, and they've become this other, this like next level figure. And in Ireland, anyway, like they're, mm-hmm. you wouldn't go to one of any of the four corners of the country and people wouldn't know who the rubber right. bandits are. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's good. Enormous, like, the, yeah. yeah. House, like a household name is probably right. a yeah. way of ex- explaining it, like, but yeah. And it's that's so nice. weird when you, and I know when I first saw it was, it was um, Buckley, it was, it was. The lad from in between went to me. Oh yeah. Have you seen this? Mm. And I went, what? And he went, it's. And he literally went, spastic honk to me. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and then he went, watch this fucking video. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, mm. Some fucking dude with a carrier bag on his head. Yeah. yeah. And or two dudes with carrier bags on their head. And then after that, I was like, this is everything I love. I, yeah. I need to go and. And then obviously it was like fucking. Rashina, I want to fight your father. Yeah. And fucking, uh, I need a black man. Like, oh, yeah. You know, uh, what is it? In, um, 
in my gang, in Black Man Fang. Your dad's best friend, the one that I was in train spotting I, didn't train, I watched yeah. train, I watched T2 again last night. Yeah. And it's so nice seeing that video. And the video is in some of the videos in yeah. it as well, wasn't it? Mm. And that's a fucking intense video, that is. Yeah, it's very strange. Right. Like, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, one you definitely want to be sober watching, yeah. for fucking sure. Like, definitely. Um, yeah, if you're not totally clean in your system yeah. watching it, you'll probably fucking freak out. Like, <laughs> Lie, lie, Danny Dyer, get him in a headlock. What the <laughs> fuck's that even mean? <laughs> I wonder has Danny Dyer ever come out and said, like, I, I had a response to those lyrics. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want fuck? I won't do an English accent because I'm terrible at accents, but yeah. Brilliant. Interesting. Brilliant. Um, okay, so where can people listen to your podcast, buddy? So the Alpha Project podcast, you'll get us on most of the places you would get podcasts, like your third-party podcasts app. Um, SoundCloud is kind of like our home, but you'll get us on iTunes as well. Um, just look up the Alpha Project podcast, you'll find you'll find some Google results for us. We, we will yeah, tag sure. you in all the posts. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, let's let's hear your you know listeners. Let's hear what you think are the best. Uh, yeah. You know, number twos. Hey, you've been waiting all night for that, haven't you? Written down. (laughs) What's your favourite follow-up albums, guys? Where did did we go wrong? Absolutely. And I thanks loads, man. man. Really appreciate making the effort to come over and do this. It's really kind of you. Thanks again for having us. Wicked. Grev Mahagut, as they say in Ireland. What was that? Grev Mahagut. What? What's that? I can't remember the exact translation, but it's thank you. It's like it's thanks to you. It's like. Thanks upon you, I think is the Can you say once more? Grev Mahogut. Grev Mahogut. Mm. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week, folks. Bye. Bosh, well, there we have it, folks. Anto and the Alpha Project podcast. Anto, what a lovely bloke. Also plays American football, which he didn't say. We didn't really get into on the podcast itself. And I do encourage you guys go and check out Anto's podcast, the Alpha Project one. You can find that over on soundcloud.com forward slash alpha project podcast, all one word. That's it from us, folks, for another week. Hope you have a great Monday. Don't forget, we will be releasing another episode on this Wednesday over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. For $10 a month, you get another, another podcast from me and the cheap ripoff Robbie Williams lookalike. So, until then, folks, go fuck yourselves. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.